This is Scott Richmond, the director for New York and New Jersey for ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, coming to you from the front lines. ADL is on the front line every day fighting anti-Semitism and hate, and this show brings that to you from the WVOX studios in New York. The battle against anti-Semitism and hate, partnering with law enforcement, is a key tool. It has been so for many decades, which has resulted in deep relationships. This is fueled in part by the presence on ADL's staff of former law enforcement officials such as Rusty Rosenthal. Rusty spent many years with the FBI and just joined ADL to oversee ADL's work with law enforcement nationwide. It is a very important job that deeply impacts the safety and security of the Jewish community. I'm thrilled that Rusty has joined the staff and really enjoyed getting to know him in preparation for this show on which he is my guest. Welcome, Rusty, too, from the front lines. Thanks, Scott. I'm, I'm very happy to be here. So let's start with the core of your background. You spent 25 years with the FBI. What were your different roles there? It's hard to summarize 25 years uh, uh, too quickly, but but I'll try. I was originally assigned here uh, to the Washington Field Office in Washington, D.C., where I primarily worked national security matters, uh, primarily counterintelligence and espionage. Um, I dabbled in computer forensics back before the FBI had hired people with expertise in that field. Um, I was later a a cyber supervisor, um, and I also acted as an attorney at our headquarters um, in our internal affairs departments. But really the highlight of um, my career and what really shaped me was I went overseas for what was supposed to be a six-week temporary assignment to Tel Aviv, Israel, and I ended up spending 11 years there over three different tours. A pretty extraordinary tenure with the FBI, and I know that this audience is most intrigued by your time working with the FBI in Israel. And, you know, I think we generally think of the FBI as as more of a domestic agency. What does it mean to work for the FBI in Israel? That's a misconception by by most people, including including a lot of people when they first joined the FBI. None of us think we're going to be uh, overseas, Um, but generally speaking, the, the FBI's mission overseas is to partner, partner with uh, foreign law enforcement and intelligence agencies uh, on matters of mutual interest to whatever country uh, in the United States. The, the easy example, and then I'll get to Israel, um, is, you know, like the war on drugs. You can't just sit behind your borders and your fence and, and fight the war on drugs when you know they're coming from overseas. So the FBI put people down in South America and other countries to partner with other law enforcement agencies, one, to build capacity and make them better partners, and also to cultivate the relationships and, and enlist their assistance to help us. In Israel, um, the FBI works with the, the, the three primary services, is the Israeli police, uh, the Israeli security agency, or Shimbet, which is an internal domestic security agency, and then the Mossad, of course, which is their intelligence uh, organization, um, on matters, again, of mutual interest to, to the United States and Israel. Now, because it's Israel in the Middle East, the primary focus of our office there is, is counterterrorism, and we do a lot of intelligence sharing. Um, in that regard, um, a lot we've tried to a lot of terror finance um, investigations uh, and things in that regard. And then also, but it just in the last few years since since I've been there, uh, we also have a, a strong cyber focus because, as you know, Israel is very technologically savvy, and that means uh, on on the good side of things, and also sometimes on the bad side of things, and also in, in the criminal and money laundering and white collar crime also. 
Now, you said you spent 11 years there after planning to be there for six weeks. What made you stay there? What made you want to stay there? Uh, I tell you, you know, I went there um, really, um, you know, people that join the FBI, you want to be part of something bigger than yourself. And you want to be where the action is. And you want to, you know, they, they say tip of the spear. Uh, so I, I really went there again. Um, I mean, originally because they had a vacancy and, and again, it was supposed to be a short term assignment, but when I one saw the work that we were doing there, but, and two, quite frankly, just, just fell in love with the country, um, and the people. And I was amazed that even as, uh, someone that grew up Jewish and had even been there as a teenager, how little I really understood what was going on there and even how much I had remembered. And it just, um, it wasn't any grand plan that I, that I kept returning there and, and spent so much time there, but, um, circumstances just worked out and it really was some, some of the best work, uh, that I saw in the organization. Okay. So after this fascinating career, you retired from the FBI and likely had many options open to you. Why ADL? What drew you to this organization? What I learned, um, very quickly as I started planning, you know, my, my exit from the FBI is that you, re- you really don't change on the inside, even after 25 years in that career. And, and I quickly found as I was looking at different jobs and, you know, many of them in the private and, you know, corporate sectors that I still really needed a mission to focus on. And, and as I said before, I still wanted to be a part of something, uh, you know, bigger than myself and where I really thought I could have an impact and, and could be proud to stand alongside the men and women I was working with. And, um, you know, as, as you said before, I'm very new to the Anti-Defamation League, and I'm still learning my way around, but I really didn't have to look much further than, than the mission. You know, stop the defamation of the Jewish people and secure justice and fair treatment to all. Um, and and uh, it's like I said, I, I really have the same sense of purpose and, and, and dedication and motivation as I did uh, when I was in the FBI. And I also like uh, the words that I heard uh, from our CEO, Jonathan Greenblatt, over the years about how, you know, if you, if you want people to care about hate uh, and injustice to your community, you need to care about hate and injustice to other communities as, as well. And we all need to stand together. So I, I really like uh, the inclusiveness. Um, of, of, of that idea. So what are the challenges that you see facing you in this new position as director of law enforcement for ADL? Well, right, right now everything's a challenge, like I said, because it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a big organization and we're spread out across the country. Um, all of which I'm used to, of course, in the FBI, but I'm brand new. So I'm still really figuring my way around, but, um, you know, I've said to people just in the, in the last few weeks, I don't know if I would have felt the same about this job even three or five years ago. And like I said, the, the importance of it, um, just the, the rise in, in anti-Semitism in particular, but just the, the level of hate and vitriol and the rhetoric that's out there um, in the last couple of years really gives me a sense of purpose, but it's also rather daunting and obviously poses a, a great challenge. Um, and, you know, like I said, it's, a lot of it has uh you know, move to online and social media. So it makes it harder to um, identify the perpetrators of, of, of various crimes and just the, the, the numbers, you know, that, that ADL has put out uh, in recent months and, and their audit um, obviously poses a, a big challenge to, uh, um, to confront. But again, it also is it, uh, highly motivating.
All right. So with your FBI experience, tell us any secrets to meeting big challenges like this. <laughs> well, it, I tell you, it, and it, it's no secret, and it's one reason I was attracted to ADL. Another reason I was attracted to ADL, because ADL gets it. It's really all about partnerships and cooperation, and that's really what I learned um, overseas. And, you know, and I was in other countries um, besides Israel, by the way. I, you know, I was in Afghanistan and, and, and Yemen, Ethiopia. But it's really about cultivating relationships, building trust with like-minded uh, partners, whether they're agencies, whether they're individuals, so that you can work together to fight a cause. And it, it's really the only way to get these done because no one organization or entity or, or, or even law enforcement agency uh, can do it alone. All right. Before we close, I'd love to round out your background. How did you end up at the FBI? It's funny. I, I knew I was not going to enjoy being a lawyer, <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I took the time to figure out that I was right. Uh, I, I was uh, in a law firm and, and knew it wasn't going to be for me. And like I said, I needed something a little more to, you know, to kind of feed my soul. Um, but there was a hiring freeze back when I originally applied. So there wasn't a whole lot I could do about it. Um, when the hiring freeze lifted. I, I, I started the application. And again, I, I realized very quickly that a very small percentage um, of people that apply get in. So I realized that, you know, there was no guarantee I was ever going to get in the FBI and that it, it was going to take a while. So I left my law firm and went and became a prosecuting attorney um, while my application was pending. And it, I, it's funny to me just because if I would have been in a prosecuting attorney first, I may have never looked further because I actually loved it. But it, by then, my heart was set on the FBI and um, the application made its way through the process. I was finally accepted a few years later and, uh, you know, I thought I'd do it for five years and then go get a real job. And uh, 25 years later, I, I never looked back. <laughs> Can I ask how you got the name Rusty? I have I had very red hair, but I will tell you, my, my parents have always told me that they knew they wanted to call me Rusty before I was born, but they're like, no one can, you, you don't name a kid Rusty. So they had to, you know, give me a real name. So my real name is Russell, but I've never used it. And luckily I had the red hair to match it, or luckily or unluckily. <laughs> All right. Well, Rusty, we are so glad you've joined ADL and, and look forward to working with you. And, and this is a really critical position, and I know that the organization will benefit greatly from your deep experience. Thanks for joining ADL, and, and thanks for being on today's show. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I look forward to seeing everybody real soon. And, of course, a big thank you to the listeners who tuned in to From the Frontlines, either live on WVOX 1460 AM or as a podcast. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or on Spotify to ensure that you do not miss a show. Just search for From the Frontlines. And please engage in these important conversations throughout the week by following me on Facebook and Twitter. My handle is at Scott A. Richmond, and our hashtag is fighting hate for good.